Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Independent Author Podcast. I'm Tom Kranz, your host. My guest today is Dr. Tonya Nagel. Uh, she's a PhD uh, and college professor, writer, uh, and we're going to find out a little bit uh, more about both of those. She has a podcast uh, in which she interviews independent writers, uh, or maybe they're not independent. We'll find out in a minute. But in, in scrolling through the podcast episodes, Tanya, it seems like you uh, you kind of specialize in that podcast in talking to authors. First of all, hello, and how are you today? I'm good. Hello. Thank you good. for having so, me. Um, you came to me and said, uh, you know, let's be on each other's podcasts. And I said, that's a great idea. So tell me a little bit about, um, so you've got a doctor that's a PhD. Tell me what, what that's in and what your, you know, kind of what your, your, uh, the concentration is that you, you studied in and learned about. Uh, so my doctorate is in higher education administration. And essentially what I uh, studied and learned about was how to handle the, like the, like the roles of a, a dean, a division chair, um, you know, someone in, in the office section of, of a university management and, uh, which is, which is why I, I don't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God you have a PhD in that since you're not doing it. So I'm right. guessing like many people who go up in higher education, your calling was in something maybe not exactly in that subject matter. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and my, my other, my graduate degrees, I have a graduate degree in um, education with a specialization in curriculum and instruction. Um, I have a, another master's in English and a master's in uh, creative writing. And my point in getting the, the doctorate in higher education administration is that I thought in some, someday that I'd want to be, you know, a division chair or, you know, a dean or, or handle all of those things. And, and what I found out shortly after getting an opportunity to do that at a, um, at a university is that now I really just want to be in the classroom with my students. <laughs> well, but, but you, you seem like you're still young enough that somewhere down the road, you might change your mind and decide you want to be a boss lady after all. And in that case, you've got the right credentials, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe well, not. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I will. Right now, my, my full-time gig right now is I do curriculum and instruction for, um, you know, for the um, department of Homeland security. So it's a, it's nice. I do get to, you know, still kind of interact with adults and I'm a Marine Corps veteran. So I still get to do some stuff with the military. So it's, it's been fun. And then I, I adjunct occasionally as people who've known me through the years and through, you know, the moves and whatnot, um, reach out and, and we'll say like, Hey, I've got a class, you know, can you teach it? And then if I've got, you know, the time or inclination, then I do that. And then, um, I coach writing at another uh, university. So it's, I, I still have my foot in that higher education pool, but um, yeah, I don't want to be in charge of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are downsides to that. I've been there too, but it's a great credential to have. And mm-hmm. Hey, I'd, I'd hire you to be my creative coach if it ever came to that. How, so I'm guessing you've been writing for a really long time. I have, um, you know, I, I grew up, uh, poor and, uh, with a, you know, dysfunctional, uh, family and writing was something that allowed me to escape. Uh, so even when I was a kid, I remember, you know, elementary school getting, 
you know, awards for stories and stuff that I would put together. And I remember in high school getting in school suspension for a story that I put together and <laughs> my English teacher did not appreciate it the same way that I did. Um, and then it just, it's always been my way to control an environment, to exercise some demons, to, you know, to just process life. Um, and yeah, at some point I was like, I think I'm going to, you know, see if I can't get something published. And mm. that took about a, a year. And back then there were, you know, different groups and organizations that you could join. And then, you know, I found a couple of writers that, you know, lived in the area I was in at the time. And, you know, we just kind of pushed each other and eventually I got picked up by a, a small press that's, you know, because the publishing industry has gone through like such a, a wave of things sure. like they're, you know, like they're no longer in existence, which is, you know, kind of sad, but, um, but they were the ones that gave me my, my first shot. So. That's great. So you mentioned uh, a dysfunctional uh, home life, I guess, when you were younger, I've interviewed a number of authors who have the same kind of story. There was some kind of some going on in their lives that wasn't right, or there was abuse or there was, I, I spoke with one author who has something called chronic anxiety syndrome. She, she feels anxiety all the time. And this goes back to, you know, a home life that wasn't great and school where she was bullied and all this stuff. And writing was like her outlet. It was where she could express all kinds of things. It's kind of where she lived in that, if you will, in a parallel mm -hmm. universe. So that's, is that the same for you? Would you say? I would say absolutely. I have to sometimes um, watch myself, especially since we've um, like my husband retired from, from the Marine Corps and we moved up here and, and we live in the mountains in a cabin in the woods. Mm. Uh, so during the time that we were transitioning and I didn't have a full-time job and I didn't have a part-time job, it was extremely easy for me to just completely get sucked into my fiction mm. and spend eight, nine, 10 hours a day in my own world. Um, right. So I had to kind of I wish I had that kind of discipline. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it, it, it but it wasn't right. Like it's just the escape of it. And at some point my, my wrists were, um, it, they were like, Oh no, we're, we're, we're going to stop doing that right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then I started to realize what I was, you know, what I was doing and it was like, okay, no, you gotta, you gotta pull out. We're going to start putting in more applications and then we're going to, you know, get back out there into the world as much as you can. You're so prolific. You're especially under the Kara North name. You've got so many books that you've written. Do you do you consider an audience when you're writing, or do you just write what's here and it comes out? And if you like it, great. If you don't like it, too bad. Most of the time, it is that. Like I write for my own entertainment, and then if it finds an audience, that's awesome. Uh, there are some, you know, box sets or collections or things that I sign on to do where they have parameters mm -hmm. um, and they have, you know, either a shared world or um, a guideline of it has to be within this many words. It has to be within this trope, that kind of stuff. And, and I sign on for those because that's that's good for me as an author to have, you know, to have those deadlines, to have those parameters, to stretch my chops if I'm going to write something new that I don't normally uh, write. So I, you know, I do try to do uh, some of those. And then most of the time, though, it's just, it's just whatever I want to write. It's whatever's coming out. Sometimes I don't even know that I want to write what I'm writing. 
<laughs> but that's what's coming. So <laughs> gotcha. Are you writing anything right now? Or or what's your most recent thing that you have written or both? Uh so the I guess like the most recent thing that's that's been through edits that's about to um the most recent release is what I wrote that's released right now um in December, and that is the Holly Jolly Rom com. Oh yeah. Um anthology and that was one of those here's you know here's here's a word count here's a theme here's a here's a situation you know make it happen uh kind of thing and then i'm a part of the um the rituals and runes box set that'll be out next october and so i've i've worked through probably about 75 percent of that story and it has um you know some basic you know parameters for what what it had to be uh, going into it. Gotcha. So for my, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, no. And then, then like, and then, you know, just like for myself on the side kind of things that I've been uh, writing um, is in my September North, my young adult, the, uh, the Drummond series, they're like gen two. So I, that whole family just kind of got away from me into a <laughs> monster series. <laughs> The Holly Jolly uh, rom-com, that's that's an anthology. That's multiple authors have contributed yes. short stories to that. Mm-hmm. How do you find those authors or are they assigned to you or how does how does that work? So there are a couple of Facebook groups. Um, I'm in uh, Margot's box set. That's, that's, what it, that's what it's called. So if you're looking for it out there um, and it's primarily romance that's in there, but occasionally somebody will pop in a different a different genre. And I'm, and I'm sure that there are groups for, you know, different genres and it's essentially people kind of go in and um, will say, I'm thinking about writing something like this. Would anyone mm-hmm. else be interested? And uh, then gauged on the, the interest level, we, you know, say yes or no. And, um, and then you get accepted to the group or, or you don't, um, okay. you know, the set leaders get to, of course, pick and choose based on, you know, who's going to vibe, you know, with that group, because it is a collaborative effort and you, you are promoting together and it would be very easy for someone to kind of slide on and be like, eh, look at this. I got 19 other people who's about to do my marketing, but you don't want to be that person because then you're never getting on another set. <laughs> mm, gotcha. So when you deal with a lot of authors like that, I- do you edit their stuff as well? I mean, are you editing this collection more or less or no? No. And so, and so this one is not uh, my set. This one is one that I'm, I'm participating on. Okay. Um, I do offer for any set that I run and I have established like a couple. Um, I do offer to edit um, for a reduced, you know, editing fee. Mm-hmm. But um, most of the time as, as indie authors, you, you have to pay to get it you know, edited by, by an editor before um, sending the final into, okay. into the set. And then the set leader is responsible for kind of going through there to make sure that you have in fact done that. Got it. I'll be back with more with Dr. Tanya Nagel right after this. We failed to halt the Earth's slow death due to climate change and environmental apathy. The planet's temperature rose seven degrees, causing epic storms, fires, droughts, and tides that ate away at our shores. Now in the year 2212, food is manufactured. Coffee and cars are illegal. The people who are left live in cubes, and the Earth is covered with bubbling lakes of a black, toxic brew. 
Two 23rd century rebels find a way to travel back in time to our century to stop the poisoning in its tracks and the arrogance that made it possible. Their mission is complicated by fear among their 21st century hosts and the murderous ways of one of the rebels. Read Time Travel Rescue, the sci-fi adventure called Unique and Original by Publishers Weekly. Time Travel Rescue by Tom Kranz, available on Amazon. So you mentioned that your full-time job is with the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah. So we're talking full-time, 40-hour a week, like, you know, an adult real job, right? Yes. So how do you, where do you find time to do everything else? Uh, weekends, pretty much. So my, my, it's one of the reasons why I haven't picked up um, adjunct teaching is because mm-hmm. I've put a lot more energy and effort into my writing this past year. And that's kind of taken over that adjunct, you know, faculty uh, type job. So I only do that, you know, occasionally if somebody's really in a pinch and needs me to. Um, and I only do the like the coaching three nights a week. It's just, you know, it's part time, but it helps to keep me, you know, motivated. Sure. And uh, then so my weekends are pretty much I call it it's social media Saturday and Sunday. Huh. And aside from that, I, I couldn't tell you what's been coming out on um you know movies netflix like any of these things because i have the choice of either watching this or writing uh so Mm. what i generally do especially if i need like something in the background is i'll throw on the office and 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 write (laughs) with the office in the background huh with the office in the background (laughs) Of all things to have in the background, that's like, I mean, you have to actually pay attention to that show. So, you you know, and I've, I've watched it so many times, you know, Um, I never, my wife, all these people are telling me I should, I never got into that show. I guess I always had Steve Carell kind of, kind of pigeonholed as this one guy. And I just never bought him in that role. I don't know, but that's interesting that you write with the TV on because I do too. I, I write with my laptop, literally on my lap in my den watching Seinfeld reruns, or sometimes my wife is watching something and I actually can tune it out. Yeah. You know, she'll say, did you see what that guy just said on TV? And I'm completely oblivious. It's like, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. I think yeah, sometimes I'll do that just to give me that. <laughs> I wouldn't say like that coffee shop feel, but you know, that, that work environment sort of feel. And, and the worst thing is like, I guess the office is because it is a work environment sure. primarily there. Um, And when I was working on site, um, you know, for full-time jobs, you've always got other people, you know, around you. And I, I would write during breaks and, and, you know, you just, you steal time as a writer. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I, I never go someplace where I'm like dormant, you know, if, if I have to wait somewhere, I'm, I'm probably like writing something up on an email to send to myself to put in a book later. Hmm. Interesting. So um, do you have uh, children running around who distract you? I have a husband. Okay. Is, that's a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess. Kind of like a child sometimes. All right, I'm not going to tell him you said that and we won't let him listen to this <laughs> podcast either. It's all right. So um, your website is creative writing with Dr. Nagel.com and doctor is DR. So it's creative writing with, D R Nagel N A G L E 
Com. And I'll put a link to this in the transcript of this on my podcast site. Uh, this is kind of like the one-stop shopping place for everything oh, you're man. doing and involved in at this point, correct? Yes. Which is why it has like that horribly long website name is because at some point I was like, you know what, you just have to commit to all of this. <laughs> and there's no other way to do that than to just throw your whole name out there. And, uh, and- you know, but people who care are going to save it. And they're going to, they're going to, they'll generate a link and they're never going to have to recite the name again. So I understand my website is tomkranzbooks.com and people routinely misspell Kranz. They want to put a T in there. You know, I only wish I was related to Judith Kranz, but I'm not. Um, So yeah, um, your podcast is, is there's a lot of episodes on here and you interview um, people, authors and such. Mm -hmm. How long have you been doing that? Uh, Since we probably about six months after we moved to the mountains. So I think I'm going on my second year of having a podcast. Um, And when I started, I just kind of started because not only like moving remotely where I'm an hour away from McDonald's. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a good thing. I think it, well, it, it, it is in a lot of ways, especially for me. Um, But it's like being away from civilization and then, you know, not having um, any of that stuff. Like I kind of went through that isolation pre COVID and then mm-hmm. COVID hit. And then all these other people were having like these isolation issues. And I was like, I wonder, you know, if I could just talk to some people and then through doing a couple of just regular zoom meetings with authors, I was like, maybe I should just record this and share it with other people because we're talking about, you know, the writing and I wanted to do something that would help other writers. But I also know that my way isn't the way for everyone. And then the only way to get that kind of information out there is, is to find other writers, you know, to talk to, like, I don't write horror. So interviewing, you know, Dr. Elaine Pascal, who does write horror was beneficial for those listeners out there who, who do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That you, you started your podcast for a lot of the same reasons I did. I, the independent author, uh, pool out there is massive. Mm -hmm. And as I'm sure you've known, I've read a lot of stuff by independent authors and, you know, some of it sucks because Mm -hmm. it doesn't take much to call yourself an author. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then some of it's really great. And there's this whole huge area in between that's kind of like somewhere there's authors Mm -hmm. who are either on their way up or on their way down, I guess is the way I look at it. And, uh, you know, for many of us, Many of us can't afford a $3,000 editor, so we find ways to self-edit, all that stuff. And so I thought it was a good thing to give a forum to people like me. And, uh, you know, it's been good. I've learned a lot from, you know, some other people out there. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my my favorite interviews is this guy who became an expert on Coca-Cola, of all things. He visited a Coca-Cola museum somewhere in the South, and now he's written two books I forget the name of it, but he's a really interesting guy. He did something else for a living and he sells these books like in the fifties and hundreds to local stores in any place where there's a Coke plant. It's like, wow, that's, and he does it out of his bedroom. He's got piles of books in his bedroom. He has, you know, he does, does everything. I just, I love that. You know, that's just, that's just amazing. So the other part of this is to give authors an opportunity to plug something or promote something that they're working on now. What is it that you would like people to know about right now about you or what you're working on now to tell the world? 
so I think like right now it would be the um, the young adult written in the stars uh, anthology. There are 16 published uh, young adult authors that put together this this collection. It ends on uh, January 31st. It is the first book in our in, in a series like it's there's contemporary in there. There's uh, paranormal in there. There's fantasy in there. Um, it's, it's like a series starter collection. Um, that's written in the stars, you said, right? Yes. So I'm looking at that on your website now. Okay. So this cover that's on the website, that's the current, that's what the cover is going to be? Yes. Yeah. So I can swipe that. And, and it's available that. wide. So it's available now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it's on Amazon and I see it's right here. It's on mm-hmm. all the usual places. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, uh, listen, I really appreciate you taking this time. Um and I, uh, as I said, I'm going to plug your website and your book in the transcript to this podcast. And I also do a blog version, uh, a little written story to kind of whet people's appetites. Uh, Dr. Tonya Nagel, it was a pleasure meeting you. And uh, I'll be reading you soon. And uh, have a great rest of the year and a good holiday. Thank you. Thank you.